Welcome to a special episode of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, and in this episode, we have teamed up with our friends at Writers Republic. They help some great authors get their books out to the world, and I am working with them to get to know some of their authors, hear their stories, and the stories behind the stories, how the book got written, and you're going to get to learn both their stories and about some awesome books you're going to want to know about. So enjoy this special author edition of the Guy Who Knows a Guy. So welcome to another special edition author interview. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. And today's guest is Stan. Let's see if I can pronounce your last name right. Kaspschik. Perfect. All right. Let, let's hear you pronounce it. Kaspschik. Hi, right, Stan Kaspschik. And, so, and you are the author of Suspended in Vast Plain. Yeah, lots of consonants in my last name. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and that's a, that's a Polish name? Yes. Yes, so Polish name. Where you're from. We'll get to your story in a moment, but tell us briefly about uh, about the book we're going to be talking about. Well, the book looks like this. Uh, it's uh, 230 or 40 pages. It has an important piece of, of the story, uh, one of the themes, or symbols, uh, the barbap tree. <clears throat> uh, there is a different... Uh, story about who took those this picture whether, whether it was my wife or myself so, <laughs> so, so first, where, where was that picture taken this is in in yola in africa in the northeastern uh, uh corner of nigeria okay in west africa all right and so what's the, what's the book about it's uh, the book has two parts or oh, there's a canvas which is africa uh, uh, a new university Brand new, the, fir the first year is, is uh, of teaching there. Uh, and uh, it's uh, all those difficulties, uh, problems of, of life, the so called uh, white man's uh, grave mm -hmm. of West Africa, and malaria, uh, snakes, and so on. Uh, Harmattan. Uh, well, if you want to know what Hamilton is, look up on the, on Google. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the and it is two two year period. And this is the canvas of the story. The main point, main thread or premise is how I handle this and how I uh, um, left Poland, which was in the distress at that time, mm -hmm. politically, economically. Economically, it looked more or less like Sri Lanka today, uh, mm. with shortages of, of of many products, including gas, food, some food products, and uh, also politically. It was mm. the time of Cold War. Uh, Poland was behind the Iron Curtain, isolated and controlled by the Soviet superpower. And uh, the Cold War was 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 dangerous. We uh, as well. I mean, there were missiles installed on both sides of the Iron Curtain. Uh, President Reagan was on one side, and different general secretaries on the other. So mm -hmm. it is my uh, a part of this is on, on my mind at the time, and and also the internal strife uh, in in Poland. So I escaped that. I was 
uh, disillusioned with the promise of, of socialism or, or communist rule. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted to find some, some sense uh, for myself and my family. And, and, and I went to, 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 I got a contract in, at the university. And uh, this story talks about how I, you know, with, in the flashbacks, uh, sets the background for all, all my thinking. And, and my feelings. And mm -hmm. uh, the other thing was that I wasn't sure uh, about emigrate, I mean, about the future, basically, to emigrate or not, or where, what are the, my options in the world? Can I teach in Australia, maybe uh, later on, if Africa is not pleasant enough? And uh, I finally decided on one of the solutions. And it, it seemed at the beginning to be a very difficult uh, decision to take to, 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 to break completely with 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 the base with with Poland with my friends families uh, and all the good things of, of your youth right okay uh, and and so when did you write the book were you were still in Africa then or no no this was this was in you know in Cold War in, oh yeah right that was about about 40 years ago so yeah, uh, and so you're not you're not in Africa anymore now. No, no, I, I'm I'm in in Canada. Okay. Uh, to make a spoiler, how it ended up. Everything. <laughs> uh, well, and uh, the 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 book is yes, it 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 took, takes place at right up front. I I specify the date. The first chapter is fifth uh, uh, of October, nineteen eighty three. Mm -hmm. This is a day when I arrived to, to, to Africa, first time in my life, first, my, first time I flew on an airplane, all these emotions and, and, and seeing the new, new, new place, and reaction to this. And, uh, and uh, the book uh, was written as, uh, I, I, I worked in, in, as, a computer, as a software developer, mm -hmm. Uh, in 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 both U.S. and, and Canada, and uh, I retired. And you know, there is an anecdote, if I may mm -hmm. say, Margaret Atwood tells this anecdote, the famous uh, Canadian author of many important novels. Uh, Margaret Atwood goes to a um, cocktail party, and there is a neurosurgeon there, and. He comes to her and says, oh, you're right. Oh, that's interesting, because when I retire, I will, I'm going to be a writer. <clears throat> so Margaret Atwood fires back, oh, that's an interesting coincidence, because when I retire from writing, I will become a neurosurgeon. <laughs> so I, I heard that beforehand, before beginning uh, writing. Of, that that's a good thing, right? So I realized that it's 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 a, a profession profession change change of a profession definitely. Mm -hmm. Writing is not is a serious serious uh, job, um, and th there are two things uh, probably there was there was a soil. I was thinking about writing in in my fifties or maybe even earlier. But I couldn't imagine how I can do that. And then the trigger was 
and I uh, described the situation in the preface to the book, that we had a par uh, lunch, uh, retirement lunch, a send-off uh, job. And uh, then my biography came, came up uh, in, in some stories, in some emails. And uh, there was an interest in, in one corner of the, of the, of the room that, of the, in the restaurant. And uh, some uh, friends were interested about my story of, of Africa, about Africa, how I survived, how I deal. So I found, oh, okay, maybe that's an interesting topic to, 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 to talk about. And you know, they said, oh, maybe you, you will write an, uh, something about this. And this is how, you know, how this was uh, the, the grain, <clears throat> the seed that, that went to the soil. And then mm. I, I, I went to, uh, to courses uh, and they were named Creative Writing Memoir exactly what I wanted. Creative writing was kind of magic, but I learned, I, I started to learn the craft in, 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 a way, in many ways. So, you know, creative writing, if I may say about this a little, in, 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 my, uh, in my experience, yeah. is because the old day writing of memoirs was kind of dry uh, on facts mostly, and then Mm -hmm. In in uh, I don't know exactly seventies eighties nineties in in North America and probably around the world people started writing more and more but how to make the readers get excited about this so then creative writing comes in uh, and as as one uh, of my uh, recent uh, in my recent exchanges I heard that okay memoir has to be Half true and half interesting. <laughs> half true and half interesting. <laughs> very, very good uh, characterization. So, so creative writing makes uh, all stories interesting. It has to be a story. It has to have a, a you know an arc. It has the, the, the tension has to grow. Then there is a resolution, and then uh, and then uh, the ending, some conclusion. There has have to be hooks. Uh, uncertainties, uh, un unexpected moves, characters have to have the arc, and etc., etc. And show, don't tell rule is so important. Don't show, don't tell. Mm -hmm. In other words, build the scenes uh, when you when when you uh, present your story. It has to be, you know, this way uh, the reader gets into your story easier, reacts emotionally. And one of the, uh, of the uh, element of, of, of showing, not telling, is dialogue. And when you have a, a memoir, uh, when you write a memoir, all those details that what happened and, and who acted who, uh, are still in your, in your head, even 35 years later. But dialogue, it's, it's hard to, to recreate how it run, ran. Uh, but you can have a pieces of it, right? And from these pieces, you create. The, so this is the interesting part. Not necessarily true, but, but interesting and uh, mm -hmm. keeps a uh, reader on the, on the toes or you know, shivering and, and, and 
and happy and ready for for more. Yeah, yeah. That, I I love that concept. It has to be half half true and half interesting. That's um, and and you're right. It, it's it is more engaging to read dialogue, even if it's not word for word was actually said 30, 40 years ago when it happened. It still gives people a better sense of what's going on than just you saying this happened, then this happened, this happened, this happened. So you definitely need to get uh, you know be be engaged in that way. So so the so so what what um, part of your your life this memoir covered it covers all the way back into Poland and then through Africa or no it's it's just two years in Africa okay uh, the, the title suspended in the vast plain vast plain is a kind of symbolic uh, geographic location right uh, in Africa and suspended is that I was not sure what to do completely. I, ha I had an inclination. I didn't want to return to the malaise of, of, of Polish life. Uh, and, uh, but at that time, nobody knew how, how this whole, uh, whole confrontation will end. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was looking for, for solutions and, uh, and I was all concerned. I was not sure uh, if I can uh, stomach uh, emigration, basically, leaving Poland. So this is just two years. Uh, you know, in, in a memo, memo writing uh, classes, they will tell you, okay, this is your life. Draw your life on a, on a sheet of paper. You were born there. Da, 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 da. And then I saw that in the middle of that, of my life, is, is Africa. Is the two years... In, in Africa, be, between Poland and and and, and later years, uh, mm -hmm. and and obviously I was aiming at this. I was I was I, I think I had a structure right from the beginning. Uh, uh, well, maybe not hundred percent totally, uh, but I I knew how the my character, uh, you know, the protagonist, meaning Stan Kasprzyk, how how he um, uh, developed through the time, how he coped and developed and, and came to some conclusions gradually on uh, based on, on 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 the events and conversations, and uh, and uh, and that's that, that that's basically the, the the whole concept of of, of the book. Okay. Uh, and so tell me a little bit about what you discovered in in Africa that was was unexpected or that might surprise uh, a Western audience. Well, uh, you know, at one, one thing at the beginning, uh, I was different the, uh, in uh, when I came to Africa than the Western audience. Uh, I was uh, brought up in, in the mm, communist regime country. Mm -hmm. So my views were kind of isolated, limited. Uh, uh, the other thing is that uh, at that time, uh, it was a different time, 35 years ago. Many things were different. Communication, yeah. ba basically, we, we couldn't do <laughs> this conversation. This no, no Zoom in the 80s. No Zoom, no cell phones, uh, all, all sorts of, uh, you know, completely different world. Uh, and uh, but from the um, 
the so-called socialist perspective, I found a really, a, a, a really shocking the differences the, uh, between the, the, the rich and the poor, if you, if you will. It was, on the other hand, it was a, a real, uh, it, it was a, a, a feudal society in a sense. And it still is, I think, because they keep, the Nigerians keep the, the traditional rulers for, you know, obvious reasons uh, as an important factor of the social fabric. So, you know, the, the emir of Katsina, let's say, you know, feudal ruler was a chancellor of the uh, of university. Uh, the the uh, and so on, and they are paid by <clears throat> the, the the rulers are paid on the government. They are on, on the government salaries, hmm. uh, and and they have you know they meet with the local people. There are uh, parades on some uh, okay uh, you know holidays. This is by the way Islamic country where I went. The the northern part <clears throat> of Nigeria, excuse me, is 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 uh, is. Uh, it's Islamic. It's dominated by by Islam, but the the South is uh, um, one part is Protestant Christianity and the other one is Catholic Christianity. Uh, but on the other hand, they are those the other shocking and and for everybody that Africa, especially you know at least I can I can talk about Nigeria is mm-hmm. such a mix of tribes and languages. Hmm. Uh, imagine in this in Yola, uh, if you are on the bottom, if you are just a, a, a young kid, you have to, you obviously start speaking your local language. But in, in the neighborhood, there are other tribes, they speak a different language. There might be sim- simple languages. I'm not a linguist, I cannot judge. But, you know, so you, you just begin to talk. In, in, you, become, you become bilingual. But if you go to school, to, to town, you have to learn, uh, well, let's simplify. You have to learn Hausa, which is a language of, of the dominant tribe in, the northern, in, in northern Nigeria. Right? So you are trilingual. But if you go to university or you prepare for the university, you have to learn the official language of the country, which is English. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is it for me it was really hard to hard to believe how they, how they can handle how you know I mean I was I was uh, I be, I was slowly learning you know getting more gra- gra- uh, under uh, grasp on English but uh, so become bil- bilingual but those kids were were talking you know and and at the same time they they were. People coming from another part of the country, let's say, um, tradesmen's, uh, taxi drivers, mechanics uh, from the south, and they speak other language than Hausa, for instance, mm-hmm. and some Yoruba or Igbo language. Uh, so that 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 was really really exciting uh, to see. Um, well. You, you, you know, the, the, the problem I faced was that Nigeria was going down. Nigeria is dependent on the, on the oil export. Okay. Uh, and it, it, it is, it's been since 
since the beginning of OPEC a member of OPEC. And uh, at that time in the 80, 1983, the prices and, and, and demands for oil was going down. It was three years after the second sh shock in, 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 North, in, in the world, in the rich world, that when the prices of, 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 of the gas went through the roof. So gradually Nigeria was, was losing. Uh, as, as well as the Soviet Union, by the way. So, mm -hmm. you know, I was watching, I was kind of, uh, you know, playing the, <clears throat> uh, well, I, I was playing against the Soviet Union. To tell you. <laughs> so you, you were not rooting for your home team at that point? Uh, well, you know, it depends. There were two, rooting, two, two home teams, to tell you the truth. And that's another part I try to picture because, uh, the society was divided. I mean, there were members of the ruling uh, el elite and, and the ruling uh, secret service that controlled the, the, the society. Uh, you know, it was a time when, you know, everybody heard about Black Falesa and Solidarity mm -hmm. Movement. So it was crushed. I left Poland uh, 15 months after the, cr uh, the crash of, uh, by the, by, by, General Jaruzelski. So the society was, you know, halved. Uh, one was on the one side supporting uh, or, you know, getting some benefits from the, from, from the regime. Mm -hmm. And the other side was obviously opposed. I mean, we always thought that the, 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 the other side was much bigger. And we waited. We waited, you know, for the Soviet Union to, to weaken at least. And, and as this was the this was what three, four, uh, four or five years before. Well, the, when I wall and well, no, it was more than that. Okay, yeah, I left in eighty. I left. I I, I left Nigeria in uh, um, September eighty five. It was the time when Gorbachev was at, at, at the Kremlin. Okay, yeah, uh, but it was slowly, you know, moving. Uh, there were the meetings with, you know, with. Uh, Reagan, Gorbachev, um, and the actual the the solution, the resolu resolution of, of the Polish the drama conflict was in June 1989. Okay, and the Soviet Union collapsed was dissolved in December 1991. So yeah. you know it's still a long way. Yeah, and and so so you were with the U.S. by that time when? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was I was in in yeah in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, and so what was it like to watch that? Because as as I've I've read about it, uh, it seems like it was somewhat unexpected by a lot of people. Like it was clear social, you know, communism wasn't a sustainable system, but it seemed like it was going to hold on and and you know dig its heels in for another few decades, and then all of a sudden. You know, all of a sudden you had Yeltsin riding a tank, you had walls coming down. And yes. so what was that like from your perspective, having lived through it and then and then, you know, watching it in the news a few years later? Well, this is outside of the memo. OK. <laughs> of this memo, <laughs> at least. Well, I, I, I watched, uh, I listened to the B, to BBC, to BBC mm -hmm. mostly on the radio and going to work. Uh, I remember that vividly. 
uh, I was very busy, you know, to settle down, to get uh, material uh, problems uh, in, in the family resolved. So I, I, I was uh, early in the morning at 8 a.m. There was BBC News on the radio. I listened in the car going to my job and I was uh, following. It was uh, starting, it, this process began in 88. So it was like three years after, after I, I came here, um, less than, maybe less than three years. And, uh, and I, with, you know, every word was so important. Uh, and, uh, and I tried to understand what, and what, you know, whether, it, uh, measure the chances and uh, which way it will go. And obviously Gorbachev was some sort of a um, hope. I, you know, the important part of the story actually, if I may add now, it was my father who mm-hmm. uh, was always in, in, in interested in politics. He used to to listen to Polish uh, broad, uh, broadcasts uh, on the Western stations like Free Europe, Voice of America, BBC, and so on. So he was always following the rules and uh, and trying to determine which way the, the things might go and. Uh, and I, I wrote letters or sometimes talk on the phone. The, the phone conversations were very expensive at that time for me. So in the letters, we just looked at the chances and, and, and you know, it, it turned to be, and my father, you know, I, I, I was not sure if I will ever, if I would ever see him, you know, after coming, after emigrating, but luckily he came and, I saw him in, in Toronto. Right. Uh, and, and so so the book is about your two year or the two of the years that you were in Nigeria. And and so so to say it's kind of about your your journey to figure out what you were doing next, you know, as you were suspended in Vast Plain to figure out what, what the next move would be ultimately to the United States. That's right. That's that's exactly what what I intended to tell the, the, the reader. And what are what are some of the things that a reader will take away from this book? How how will they find themselves educated and transformed having read your book? Well, in, in, it's in in many ways. I hope uh, one way for the youngsters is that uh, when you are in the beginning of your journey, hopefully you will end up in in a good place. But the journey is 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 long and. You have to be patient and, and, and persistent and don't, you shouldn't envy. You should take everything with a grain of salt or, or you know, some irony in, and, and understanding and, and of yourself, right? Of your, of, of your build, of your uh, philosophy of life, or you can build actually a philosophy of, of your life, but uh, you're still at the, you know, I was the youngest among among the professors there. I was uh, financially at the bottom of in this group. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I just I just managed. I was maybe I was I was financially smart at some point. So so you have to be a persistent and also intelligent and smart mm. in this way. Uh, and. I think uh, I, this was also my intention uh, in, in when I wrote the preface uh, for the older readers. Uh, look, uh, folks, uh, you can always go back to your 
stories, important moments in your life, right? That made mm -hmm. it, that you made the decisions, turns, and look with with positivity. I mean, they brought uh, you there uh, to the point that you are in right now, and you know you can you can benefit from that. So write mem write a memoir, learn how to mm -hmm. do it, maybe maybe publish, but at least leave something for your for your grandkids and great-grandkids. Yeah, those are some power powerful messages for, for both audiences. Uh, and yeah, I totally, totally see what you're saying. I remember when I was younger, I know when I talked to other younger people that they're they're impatient, they want it now, the time is running out. Oh, I'm gonna be 30. You know, and, and we look back on that and we're like, 30? <laughs> yeah, yes. you'll, you'll be a child of 30. And they'll be like, oh, I'm 30, my life is over. I haven't done anything yet, time's, time's running. So yeah, this is a, a powerful message to give that give that kind of perspective. Um, and also, I, I love that you're talking about the 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 juxtaposition of the kind of feudal culture in Nigeria, the communist culture, and in, in um, behind the Iron Curtain, capitalism in the U.S. seems like you know, a really powerful set of of references to to your audience. Yeah, just one thing I. Uh, I also wrote a few chapters on my contacts with the Westerners. Uh, okay. With, with Danes. Uh, they built uh, breweries, of course, right? Mm -hmm. The Danes are famous. There were uh, uh, two couples, Jewish couples. Uh, there were, uh, were Egyptians, uh, Indians, Americans as well. I, my boss. Uh, for some time, was was an American professor from NYU. Mm, okay, uh, uh, and uh, I learned, you know, this, the that they are those people are free of, of of lies. They are they are open, right? They are genuine. You know, there is nothing much behind. Obviously, there is there are some, uh, you know, nice behavior and 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 mm. and. Uh, but but you know it, I, I had a very good impression also on Nigerians educated in the U.S. Yep. very important. Uh, so it gave me some some belief, some you know strong belief that I will fit in. And, and is that part of what what made you interested in coming west? That meeting people who had not grown up in communism and and been able to express themselves freely and didn't watch what they said. Exactly, Michael. Yeah, I guess it being being very powerful and and so was it meeting these people that, that made you say i want to go where they came from uh, well yes yes we you know we listened to uh, tina turner uh-huh and, and abba and all this uh, good stuff and we had uh, italian f food italian lasagna there was one scott who was really f opposed to margaret thatcher at that time and i didn't like uh, his views too much, but that's 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 a that's a political uh, little message here. Yeah, but but it's, so it's about being exposed to all that. You you realize that there's something going on over there. Yes, and and I want to be there. Yeah, now that ma that makes sense. There's definitely yeah one of the one of those powerful forms of of uh, propaganda that the West had was just sharing messages. I, I remember reading about. People in the Soviet Union saying, you know, where they find so many cars to stage a scene like that to make it look like everyone has cars. And they're like, we didn't yeah. stage it. That's just a city. You know, 
Americans have problems like traffic. They're like traffic, too many cars. What's that even like? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, that, that's and that that what I think is fascinating too is is by having that African stopover in your story. Um, you know, a story we hear a lot is people who came from communism, went to capitalism, saw the difference, and we sort of see it as a bipolar world. There's a communist world, a capitalist world, and that that's it. That's the world's two different worlds, communist, capitalist. Um, and it sounds fascinating exploring this this semi-feudal, semi-capitalist, uh, semi-traditional Nigerian culture. Yeah, exactly. That's that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what we're you talked you talked about this a little bit, but um, you know what what were some of the most striking things in in the in the cultural context besides you know the languages and everything else? Um, you know things that would really surprise people in a Western audience reading this. Uh, well, actually, when I look when I think back, uh, uh, we lived as I said in in uh, in an Islamic environment. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we lived close to to a, a mosque uh, and there was a uh, morning calls uh, and there were you know friday the, the 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 square was was filled with men but i felt it wasn't so intrusive uh, i i thought that uh, uh, african or north nigerian at least uh, islam is 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 different uh, from from Arabic, that that was my my feeling, and you know mm -hmm. I, I felt sympathy to to the whole culture, uh, um, and I even considered at some that some years back Islam was definitely for those social uh, societies uh, which uh, had some ancient beliefs. Let's say they uh, they just um, uh, it, it, Islam was progressive. Islam was uh, organizing their life. Uh, you know, religion, organized religion, uh, uh, is 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 good for for building society. So you know, it made it built it brought the coherence to to those multi tribes, uh, you know, on unorganized lives. The the big danger, you know, they were going through several changes, uh, of course, and one of the factors mm -hmm. were uh in in this part you know i mean north especially y'all on this this part of in this corner of nigeria was you know it's, it was away from uh old colonial uh good places to live and industrial some industrial development and uh, like i'm talking about jaws uh, kaduna kano all those towns uh, it was it was quiet rather however at some point there was a uh, a bloody riot, a jihadist riot, and it actually, you know, it was called. It is called. They call them the self-maitatsine movement. It. Mm -hmm. uh, some people claim that it's predecessor of, of the Boko Haram of today, the ISIS, yeah. IS, uh, ISIS uh, movement, which is even bloodier now. But but you know, we were in the middle of. Of the killing of more than uh, one thousand people there, and and quarter wow. of, of 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 the town destroyed because military had to came and you know bomb them <clears throat> uh, uh, to 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 crush the 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 the, the fighting the killing. Uh, so 
but it was otherwise it was quiet. There was no robberies. There was, uh, and uh, I I th I think uh, uh, you know this was this was the least developed uh, part of, of of Nigeria, and. Uh, Mm, you know, it felt it gave us a little bit of feeling of of of, of safety, but uh, but you know we suffer a little bit. Even I read a novel recently by African author. I I you know I I, I tried to find all tropes of, of 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 the stories there, and one guy one one character is sent if, uh, to work in a bank in in Yola. And it was kind of considered to be the, you know, from from Lagos, from the developed part, um, as a kind of an end of the of, of the Nigerian world. Mm. And so it was, you know, additionally difficult for for me. Yeah, that sounds like an incredible story. So it's been fascinating to talk to you. I love hearing your story, and the book sounds great. And of course, people can find that on the Writers Republic site. So writersrepublic.com slash books slash bookshop slash suspended dash bass dash plane, which of course that's going to be in the show notes wherever they're watching or listening to this. Or people can go to writersrepublic.com and just type in suspended in bass plane into the search box and that'll bring it up as well. Is there any uh, final thoughts or comments you would like to share with the audience? Uh, well, I also have my website. Okay. Yes. Uh, What's the website? Uh, it's my name. Although difficult to pronounce, but s t a n k s p o z y k dot com, right? So that, that link will be in the in the notes as well. Yes, Stan Kaspshik. This is right. This is my name. So s t a n k a s p o z y k dot com. Very good. And I also started a, a blog on uh, on that on that website. Uh, and I posted one, one entry there and had a, um, a, a little of discussion with some, with one person, at least. Excellent. So if you are interested, if anybody is interested in, 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 in writing, in memoir, in my experience of, of writing or anything related to Africa, whatever I know, uh, or, 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 or Cold War, <laughs> Uh, uh, please, please, uh, uh, on about, or about what is in the story. Um, maybe mm -hmm. there, there is some misunderstanding. Who was? Mm -hmm. What was the intention of this particular character? Absolutely, uh, and that, that, that's the great thing with, with writers is you can still uh, you can talk to them. You, know, <laughs> you can right. read the book and then engage the writers. And I suspect you're open to talking about those stories. I am definitely fantastic, I'm and then forward. people can contact you through the website, of course. Yes. All right. Well, this has been great. It's been great to have you on the show. Um, all Thank those you. links are, are in the show notes wherever someone is, is watching this. Uh, and thank you so much for sharing your story, both on the show and in the book. Michael, thank you very much for the, for the opportunity. I appreciate it. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. 
It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV-Connect.com. December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.